Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, and I am joined this morning on this holiday weekend by Julie Weisenhorn from the University of Minnesota. Julie, good morning. Good morning, Denny, and happy Memorial Day to you. Yes, it is. It's <laughs> yes, it's. It looks and, and again checking out that forecast. Uh, I don't see. Uh, I don't know. We need some rain. I need some rain. You you guys can have such. <laughs> I need some rain. Yeah. But uh, but the, I wanted to ask you, and we can get our listeners involved as we always like to do as well. Uh, I started already planning a few days ago. I put my you know got my tomatoes going, and right. we put some cucumbers in. Uh, is it safe? <laughs> uh, sounds like uh, the Marathon Man movie. Uh, is it safe uh, to put uh, to put our inside plants outside now? I, w- I would judge uh, say that it is. Yeah, I think it is too. I uh, to be honest, I moved mine out this week, so they are all outside. And uh, the important thing to remember about these plants is they've been living indoors for the past 
six, eight months. Yeah. And so they need to be acclimated to the sunshine. Don't just put them right in the sun, even if they're full sun plants, but gradually, you know, put them under a tree or in a shady location out of the wind and just gradually move them into a little bit more sun at a time. They have to get acclimated kind of like us, you know, when you're trying to get in the water at the lake, you kind of walk in up to your knees and then you walk in up to your thighs and you just ease yourself into it because otherwise it's just a shock if you jump off the dock. (laughs) So it's the same thing with plants. They need to be just gradually moved into sunnier locations. All right. Very good. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, uh, and you know how busy we tend to get on this show, you can call it in to, to Julie. We'd love to hear your voice. Or you can just send a text like a lot of folks are doing already. 651-461-9226. Uh, here's one that came in earlier this morning, as a matter of fact, Julie. It says, you didn't have time last week to answer this, but is it okay to prune a couple of finger-sized branches off my buckeye tree? Yes, I think it would be fine to do that, especially if they're truly dead branches. Uh, You do want to remove those. So um, I'm always a a fan of cleaning, pruning uh, tools before you start to do cuts. You can spray them with a little Lysol all-purpose cleaner. You can spray them with some alcohol, and then you can go ahead and make those cuts. Okay, very good. Um, We have a follow-up question. We we did have one uh, last week. We we got that this particular question quite often about squirrels digging in oh, uh, planters. Yeah. Uh, my family, this texture says, puts rocks around the plants in the planters. It works well. Oh, well, that so sounds kind of interesting. And they rocks have some, can be really attractive. <laughs> and they have to move some, especially the heavy ones. They can't right, move. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, Okay, this I'm just reading as it came in here. Happy Sunday, sunny morning, Denny and Julie. Uh, sorry, strange garden question. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let <laughs> me right. check this out. I'm rubbing I my need, hands together. <laughs> I need to identify a small, dark, blackish, five to six inch long, no tail oh. ideas. It's creeping like me. A, <laughs> it like sounds an, like it's a critter, a but critter. I... Uh, five to six uh, inches long, well, no tail. Are you kidding Five hmm. to six. I'm holding. Let's see. I'm holding my hand. My hand is six no. inches across. So that's a big critter. Black I have no idea. No it doesn't tail. say uh, mole. Um, that's the only thing I can think of without a tail. Hmm. Uh, boy, um, that's a really good question. I think uh, I would take a picture of it or catch it if you can. Um, maybe describe a little bit about what it's doing. Do you see it digging? Is it eating plants? Yeah, that's. A little bit more information would be helpful, but they can send that to Ask Extension, and that is on our website, extension at umn.edu, and uh, they can go to Yard and Garden, and we have master gardeners who might be able to identify it or at least refer them to maybe the DNR. They might be able to help them, too. Yeah, a picture would help. A Uh, picture would help, yeah. Let's grab a phone call from Kathy calling in this morning, I believe, from Shorewood. Kathy, you're on CCO with Julie. Hi, Julie. I have a question for you. I have mold or moss growing in my front yard. How can I get rid of it? Okay, so moss is indicative of a few things. One one is obviously shade and moisture. Uh, It grows really well in that condition. It can also be compacted soil. So if it's growing particularly in your grassy areas where you'd prefer to have 
lawn or plants growing, it could be that that soil is really compacted. And uh, we have a webpage on moss as well. There's a, another reason for it. I wish John was on because he'd be able to answer this. Um, it has something to do with the chemistry in the soil, such as it's it's too acidic or it's too alkaline. I can't remember what it is. But we do have a website on moss in lawns, and you can take a look at that and we'll answer that. But, but relieving that compaction and then also looking around to see if perhaps there's a little bit of pruning would increase the light to that location. That would help with it as well. Okay. Now, I just want to put a caveat in. Do not be pruning any oaks at this time. This is oh, a yes. high-risk time for oak wilt. So stay away from pruning oaks, even cutting off those little twiggy branches. Just leave them alone. Uh, after the mid-July date or so, it the risk lowers, but the lowest risk time to prune oaks is in the winter. Right, dead after of winter. November. Yeah. Dead of winter. Let's not talk Texters, about that yet. <laughs> not, not yet. However, here's a question that kind of Uh-oh. is already talking about fall. Uh, Texter says, if I plant tulips and hyacinth in the same pot this fall, do you think they'll survive the freezing temps? That's always a gamble. Mm. Uh, it is hard to say. You can... Um, Boy, I, I you just don't know. You can try to insulate the pot. You can move the pot. I don't know what kind of pot. It might be a really big, heavy pot, but you can move it into a garage. You can uh, try to cover it with bags of leaves, for example. What you want to do is is reduce the immediate freeze of that soil, so cover it with bags of leaves, for example. What you want to do is is reduce the immediate freeze of that soil, so this kind of, again, shocking the plant. Um, but it's it's just you have to kind of take your chances on that. Okay. All yeah, right. I don't have a good answer for that one. Back to the phones we go. Julie Dorothy calling in from Minneapolis this morning. Thanks, Dorothy. What's your question for Julie? Yes. Good morning. In the past, you've discussed uh, trimming off branches that are barren that have been eaten off, or the bark has been eaten off by rabbits. I have right. two Korean lilac bushes, and. A lot of the branches on the bottom now are barren, and I know you suggested waiting for a while to trim them to see if they do will bud up. And they now the top, the the flowers have have appeared on the top of the the bushes, but not at the bottom. So should I be trimming off all these ones at the bottom, and will they grow back again? So those branches have been girdled by the critter who's been feeding on them. In other words, they've chewed through the living tissue. And which sends uh, has the vessels in it that sends uh, water and nutrients from roots up to the leaves and and photosynthates or energy from the leaves down into the roots. So they go back and forth. And the problem is, is you kind of cut the critter has cut those off. And so you can you you might see some growth this year, like you have. You've seen some flowers. But chances are next year those branches will probably not be productive, and you'll ha- you'll want to prune those off. I wouldn't prune them off right now if they're still flowering and leafing out. But just be aware that next year that might be a might be an issue, and you're going to want to fence plants. Everybody needs to remember that. Put that on your to do list for fall is to put fencing around these plants that animals like. We saw a lot of critter damage this year. I would imagine just at the thought, Julie, I know we have to break here in a second, uh, that this might be a busy but a great time to go to the Arboretum. Oh, yeah, the Arboretum is gorgeous. The azaleas are starting to bloom, Denny. They're fantastic. Mm. Amazing. But yeah, it's it's gorgeous right now. It'll be busy, but, but again, you have to make reservations it, that's online. That's right. 
That's right. Make a reservation. Um, yeah, it, and it's just a, a, a beautiful time to go. And, uh, yeah, just great events happening, too. There's May markets, I think, this week that are going on. And then there's a lot of classes. And, yeah, so definitely put it on your list to do. I got my catalog in the mail the other day. I'll have to take another glance at that. Uh, All right. Well, let's do this. We'll take a quick break and invite our listeners to join in on our Smart Garden show. Uh, How do you do that? Well, you can call in your Lawn and Garden question or you can text it at either one, 651-461-9226. Let's see. What do we have here in the Twin Cities? New Temp in 61 degrees right now. We're heading for 83, about the same tomorrow. Stay with us. News Talk 830 WCCO. It is Memorial Day weekend. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on CCO Radio. Lawn and Garden Talk every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour, welcoming your calls and text messages to uh, Julie Weisenhorn this morning from the University of Minnesota. Julie, we have callers, and we have a bunch of text messages as well. Tell you what, let's do. Uh, Catherine's calling in from Blaine this morning, then we'll pick up some uh, text messages. Catherine, good morning. What is your question? Good morning, Julie. Julie, I I have a good morning. I had an opportunity to get a rhododendron. I've Ooh. never grown them before. I understand that they need acid soil. Is that correct? And how do I accomplish that? What kind of rhododendron is it? Oh wow! Well, I don't know. It's pink. <laughs> Let me it's see. Pink, okay. I didn't know that there was such a thing as different kinds. I don't know a lot about rhododendron. Does it have does it have leaves on it and flowers? Yes. Okay. So that is that is a rhododendron. It might be a PJM rhododendron. It's kind okay. of they're kind of more of a purpley colored, like a lavender. Um, oh, okay. But there are other this kinds one. of uh, they're called a broadleaf rhododendron. So they are evergreen, and they keep their leaves through okay. the winter. Uh, which makes okay. them a really nice landscape plant for us who have nothing growing in the winter. Um, so these plants are more forgiving with the uh, soil pH level, but still treating that with uh, just a fertilizer for uh, acid-loving plants would be helpful. So uh, one example, uh, a brand or a type is called Muracid. You can buy these at any place that they have garden centers and you mix it in with water and you just water it into the soil. Just follow the directions, mix it according to the directions on the box. And that provides nutrients as well as it lowers some of the, uh, lowers the pH. Now pH is something in soil that you cannot lower permanently. You have to continually do that. So for that particular plant, you'll want to feed it according to the packaging, according to the label on the, on the package, um, through the growing season. And then in the winter, the leaves will stay on, and uh, hopefully it's a hardy rhododendron that you bought, something that will live in whatever zone you're in, three or four or five. And, uh, and then those leaves will, you might see them kind of turn bronzy, and they may just kind of droop down. That's very normal in the winter. So uh, it's a beautiful plant. I have a PJM, and I have another one, and I have to dig the label out because I can't remember what it is. But they're just great plants. Wonderful. Right. You'll really enjoy it, I'm sure. 
Julie Texter says, should I cut back the long stems of my daffodils or just let them die back naturally? You can cut the stems down, at least deadhead them, take off the spent blooms so that you're not, um, the plant isn't putting its energy into producing seed from those, uh, from those dead flowers. So you want that plant to be photosynthesizing through its leaves, but then putting that energy back into the bulb so that you have a bloom for next year. We're getting a couple of texts. In fact, it's funny uh, I'm Excellent. even reading this because uh, uh, there was a, a gentleman who was walking by. And I didn't know who he uh, <laughs> know him at all, but he was talking about all the seeds that are falling. You know, oh, uh, yes. But but this guy said it, and texters are writing in about. I noticed that some of the maple seeds that have fallen are pink. Is that a different type of maple tree? And that's what this gentleman who walked by was was asking me if I knew what these pink. Uh, seeds were, and I went, no, I'll well, ask I, Julie. I do not know. I, I would hmm. just imagine that they're a different cultivar of maple. Um, I don't know if Autumn Blaze is a popular maple, and I'm wondering if their, leaf, their seeds are a little bit pink. I know mm-hmm. that um, I think the Ammer maple, which is a very productive plant, uh, has a, a kind of a pinkish color, pink and green colored seed. So it could be that. I'm kind of surprising that surprised that they're seeing seeds so early because right now you would see all the flowers dropping, not necessarily seeds. That's all that kind of webby, um, stringy stuff that comes down and you have to sweep it off or blow it off of your decks and patios. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the dead flowers from – I don't think the maples are producing seed unless they're old seed that, you know, hung on the tree and are now blowing off, so – well, another Julie texter says, uh, my silver maple tree leaves are falling off like crazy. Any idea why that's occurring? Sometimes that happens with squirrel activity in the tree. Hmm. You know, they're running around that tree. So look for that. Uh, it could be that the tree has produced so many leaves, but then has to drop some of them. There may be, maybe it's just not able to hang on to that many leaves, but I'm thinking okay. it might be squirrel activity. This uh, listener, and I know we have to break for the forecast. We'll see what the weather's going to be this week. Uh, Texter says, I'm going to be putting some compost down on my lawn. I'm wondering how thick it needs to be. Also, would you recommend just putting it on the bare patches or the entire lawn compost? Mm. So uh, top dressing is a practice in lawns where we take about, boy, it's not more than a quarter of an inch or so. You just kind of sprinkle it onto your lawn, and it's to help increase the organic matter in your lawn, in your soil. Um, but I think that that, I don't put more than about a quarter inch. You just need to kind of broadcast it and sprinkle it on. You can put it onto those those uh, bare spots, but you also want to be mixing in some seed with it as well. Okay. Let's do this. Let's break for weather, and we'll uh, have about another half hour of the show to go. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question for Julie, call or text 651 461 9226. Back with more here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour on CCO Radio. Denny Long here along with Julie Weisenhorn from the University of Minnesota. And uh, as usual, Julie, callers and texters to Excellent. keep you busy this morning. 
let's do this. Diane has been hanging on the line. They're calling in from St. Paul this morning. Thank you, Diane. What is your question for Julie? Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, We have a sage plant that's been in the same location for decades, and it's very, very large, and my husband would like to move it. So we're wondering what suggestions you would have for doing that. What what type of plant is it, Diane? Sage. A sage very plant. Very sage plant. So is this a culinary sage plant? Yes, exactly. And you've had it for decades? Yes. That's and amazing. I, I think we got it from a grandmother, and it's been there at least 20 years and maybe longer. You're kidding. No. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it's... It's on the east side of the house, and it's out all winter. It dies, comes back every spring. And, the, and do you and you harvest it and use it for cooking? And I do. Wow, how big a plant <laughs> is it? I'm so curious because I've never been able to keep them more than a couple of years in my backyard, and it's quite protected. So, oh, okay. And I love sage; is... it's one of my favorites. Oh, he he believes it's a good 18 inches across. Wow, that's a big plant. So here's, uh, why does he want to move it? Uh, it's in an area that he's trying to change and put like the blueberries that he has to fence carefully over the winter okay. time. So he's thinking uh, if he moves that out, he has a little better way to do his fencing. Okay, so here's what I would say. I would say don't move it because it is growing great where it is. And I'm afraid that if you move it, a plant that old, uh, that it will not make it. I mean, it's just in the most perfect location for it, that it's thrived that long and that you continue to be able to use it. I'm afraid if you move it, it will be in a different exposure and it will be, uh, it will have a tough time recovering. So if he can work around it, that would be the best. Um, and so as far as the blueberries go, I understand that. I'm glad to hear he's fencing them because they, boy, rabbits sure love blueberries. But if he can do anything to work around that sage plant, I would recommend not moving it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very good. It sounds uh, fabulous. It does. Uh, you know who's calling in, and then we'll grab some text messages, Julie. Uh, Jerry's calling in from Maple Grove, I do believe, this morning. Jerry, thank you for waiting. What is your question? Um, first, by any stretch of the imagination, but I planted some tulip bulbs last fall for the first time. I was very happy when they came up this spring in multiple colors, very excited. And all of a sudden, the last couple of weeks, I noticed one, two, then ten, all turning dark purple. And I looked it up, and it said it's lack of phosphorus. So now I'm confused and not knowing what to do from this point. Hmm. Lack of phosphorus, that is interesting because normally a lot of Minnesota soils, and you're from Maple Grove, are um, actually high in phosphorus. I wonder if the bulbs um, are, uh, uh, if the flowers are, if they're done blooming, let's see. Boy, that's a, hmm, I think I'm almost stumped with this one, Jerry. Um it it could, could be it a be lack that it's of too much. It might be 
too much. I don't know what you did to if you amended the soil before you planted them. Um, but uh, yeah, I think at this point I would let them just. I, I think maybe giving them a, a general fertilizer might help, like a ten ten ten. It's just kind of an all-purpose uh, general fertilizer. You could also look for a bulb fertilizer. There are some that are specific to that. Um, calcium or uh, bone meal, I believe, is a phosphorus source, and that's often used in planting bulbs. Yeah, that's a that's a good mm. question. I think the next, I think the thing to look at is next year uh, is is you could feed those bulbs now, and then gradually to kind of taper off as they die back. And then next spring, feed them again as they start to come up and see how that goes. You can also do a soil test. That's always helpful. And uh, you can send that into the University of Minnesota. It's, a, it's $19. There's information on the Soil Testing Lab website. And there's a link to that on Yard and Garden on extension. But you can also just Google UMN Soil Test and it will come up. And that might be, that would really give you the definitive answer about the lack of phosphorus. Interesting. Yeah, I know there are more callers. It is a stumper. Um, <laughs> our yard, this Hester says, then I want to ask you something else about the Arboretum. Our yard has a nice lawn, except in some areas it's thin. Tester says, can we score that area and roll out some sod over the thinning grass? The problem with sod over turf, and John and I actually were having this discussion yesterday. We're both fans of seeding. Yes. And because the seed will actually blend in better than sod. Sod, you'll always, it'll always look different there because it's a different composition. So the better thing to do is to uh, scrape up those thin areas a little bit, take a little rake and just you know rake it a bit so that you rough up that soil and then put in uh, and then put a seed down. Uh, and wa- keep it watered. You can also use, a, a, you know, if you have a lawn service, they could do like a hydro seed in those spaces, but probably, you know, just to thicken it up. But go with seed instead of sod. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I like that too. Yeah, blends um, in. Let, you know, you, you and I were talking off air, and I said, you've got to talk about this on the air. Uh, when we <laughs> mentioned the Arboretum, you're pretty excited about what you've been involved in for the past year or so, right? I'm super excited. So we have a new building out next to the Red Barn, the farm at the Arb, we call it. And it's the uh, Burton and Virginia Myers Adult Education Center. It's lovely. And that is the headquarters of adult education, including extension at the Arboretum. So we're super excited. John and I are both there. We office there. And uh, half of the building is a large commercial kitchen classroom for teaching uh, cooking classes and how to use some of the plants that are growing around the building. And I've been honored with the opportunity to design and plant and manage this uh, site that's around the building. So think of the building as a hub, and around it is uh, the foodscape. That's the name of the landscape there. It's a way to combine edible plants and celebrate the beauty of those plants. So it's, it's looking at eggplants and tomatoes, and also looking at diverse plants. So plants that maybe people don't think about planting, like a shagbark hickory, uh, a yellow birch, silver buffalo berry, 
we have hazelnuts that are going to be growing there, along with aronia and serviceberry, as well as edible landscapes. We're even planting peanuts as an annual ground cover. So hmm. we're trying all sorts of different things, and we want people to come out there. Right now, it doesn't look like much. We're still amending the soil and grading it, but by mid-July or so, it will be all planted. We'll have signage up, and we would love for people to come and see the foodscape. All right, you got to keep it's us posted cool. on that as we go yeah, along. As very, we go along, cool. that's neat. Uh, we have another uh, text that has. I like this idea as far as keeping squirrels out of containers. Uh, they use rocks, as one listener suggested, and then they quote plant clear plastic forks handled oh. down around the plants. So you've got like barbed wire fence. almost. <laughs> it's like a little barrier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, that's a that's kind of a good idea. That's a good fence. Yeah. Uh, this uh, listener has a prickly pear cactus in a pot that I Ooh. overwintered. Do I need to add fertilizer is their question. I don't think they need a lot of fertilizer. I'm not a cactus expert. Uh, I think that you could probably Google that question and find something uh, maybe from like University of California. Prickly pear is actually one of our native cacti in Minnesota. We actually, it grows here and it will grow outside in your landscape as well. It's a beautiful plant, really a Dickens to weed though. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what, we have a bunch of callers too. Let's uh, see if we can help out before we break. Shirley is calling in from uh, Minnetonka this morning. Thanks for waiting, Shirley. What is your question for Julie? Hi there, Shirley. And don't call me Shirley. That's all I think. Shirley, are you there? (laughs) I am. Thank you. (laughs) Hello. Good morning. You know, uh, we (laughs) we have to show our house. And we have three oh. huge trees. Um, one is a ash, and one is a maple, and one uh, and one is a red maple. But they're all like fifty years, fifty six. I bet they're sixty years old. Sure. When can I, I? I'm going to have someone come out and trim them because there's no sense in shingling the roof otherwise. Um, when can they be trimmed? And they they probably need quite a bit of trimming. So they can be trimmed. I believe they can be trimmed now. But, you know, we have so many great tree care companies. And you want to hire a certified arborist, uh, a company that has that. You may be have a great tree company. I don't know. But if you don't, you can visit the um, uh, our website, our extension website. And under our trees and shrubs, we have a web page called How to Hire a Tree Care Professional. And it gives you a link to the International Society of Arboriculture, and you can find a certified arborist. We're lucky in Minnesota because we have so many great, talented tree care professionals. But you can, I, I believe you can prune them now. Uh, I don't think there's any disease issue with maples or ash being pruned at this point. Uh, I know we have to take a break, and I'm just going over the text. Uh, We'll have another caller coming up here. So Tom and Minnetonka, hang on. Uh, There's so many text messages, Julie. uh, We'll never get to them. Text, uh, we'll have another caller coming up here. So Tom and Minnetonka, hang on. Uh, There's so many text messages, Julie. uh, We'll never get to them, and (laughs) and, uh, much to the frustration of our listeners. But you always, you and your colleagues always mention you can ask Extension, extension, right? Mm-hmm. How do we do Definitely. that? Visit extension.umn.edu and go to Yard and Garden. 
and scroll down and we have ask extension. So this is a great tool where you can type in your question, add up to three photos and send it to a group of very talented and dedicated master gardeners who can answer that question for you or refer you to somebody who can. So these are volunteers. Master Gardeners are volunteers for University of Minnesota Extension. And we value what they do so much because uh, we could not do our jobs without them. They are our extension into communities. So, yeah, use it, Ask Extension. It's a great tool. I just bring that up because I see so many uh, texters that we'll never get to. We'll get to as many as we can here before the show is over. So I appreciate your patience. All right, I'll tell you what. We'll uh, take this quick break and be right back. Again, Tom will be first up here on the phone on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to the remaining minutes of our Smart Garden Show here on WCCO. Denny Long here along with Julie Weisenhorn from the U of M. And uh, I was looking at, oh boy, Julie, as I mentioned <laughs> to you, we have so many text messages. Let's yeah. see, let's do a little lightning round. What do you Sounds say? Sounds good. I'm ready. All right. Where do I start? Uh, does blood meal keep rabbits away from plants? It's been my experience in, experience that it does. And it adds a little mm-hmm. nitrogen too. Would it be a good idea, Texter says, to mulch peonies, or does part of the rhizome need to be free of mulch? No, mulching is a good idea with peonies. Uh, it's a good idea with, with perennial crops in general, perennial plants and, and shrubs in general. can be living mulch or wood mulch. My daffodils did not flower. What should I feed them, or what do you suggest? It could be that uh, it's too shady. Um, one thing about these hardy bulbs is that they need about eight weeks of full sun after they bloom in order to photosynthesize enough and put energy back into the bulbs for blooming next year. So if you've got them in the shade, it's going to be difficult. You may want to think about moving them in the fall. I love this one. Texter calls this their happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. And in the meantime, thank you for that. It said uh, I had to remove... (laughs) Two of my ash trees due to disease. Oh. What would be a good choice for new trees? Thank you for your happy hour. Now, that would be a good uh, – what I've done as far as trees uh, is go to the U of M uh, website. Right. And we actually – we have a great website on trees and shrubs for pollinators. So take a look at that list. But we have a lot of other good information as well too. Okay. So take a look at extension.umn.edu and go to trees and shrubs. Oh, I've done that often. Yeah, it's a great, yeah. great site. Uh, this listener's bridal veil shrubs really took a beating this winter. How low can I trim them down? They want to know. Oh boy, I think that you could act. I think you can actually just cut them down, uh, and uh, you know, be sure to get all the broken branches out of there. That my my plants took a beating too. My aronia by my front door is tough, and uh, I think you can just take those down, cut them down to about maybe a foot. Okay. And they will grow back. Rabbits have damaged a cotoneaster hedge. How far can this hedge be cut down and still survive? Cotoneaster, <laughs> uh, I think that you can also prune quite a ways down. But those rabbits, it's not going to help uh, if they've girdled those those branches. You may, depending on the damage, you may want to replace part of that. Okay. Maybe too. You might look good now, but as we mentioned earlier with the lilacs, um, that they're yeah, it's 
they may not come back next year. This texter wants to know, how does one care for calla lilies? So calla lilies are a summer blooming, uh, what we would call a bulb, and they are they like well-drained soil, uh, full sun, I believe. And uh, I'm going to refer you actually to a web page on our extension site under flowers because we have a good web page on calla lilies and cannas. Okay. I'm getting tons, we are, Julie, of texts about the pink seeds that are falling. Um, Any clues? Now I'm looking at this one text, pink seeds, this text says seem to be from red maple. Okay. Um, that makes sense because okay. red maple are red, because, called red maple because the flowers are red. Okay. Um, yeah, now this text says, I've lived in Burnsville for 43 years. First year I've seen pink seeds. They are everywhere as I walk through the neighborhood. Interesting. Yeah. Might just be um, a massive production. Yeah. Is miracle Grow? this texture says, left in the garage over the winter still good? Uh, yeah, it should be fine. As long as it's been dry, it's a granular product. Uh, and if it's been dry and, you know, hasn't gotten wet and chunky, yeah, should be fine. Okay. Uh, we have a grove, Texter says, of huge dogwoods that we've let grow since 2011. Last winter uh, really wrecked them with broken and dead branches. Uh, what do we do now and in the future to care for them? So the red, I'm, I'm guessing they mean red twig dogwoods, which are a shrub, lovely shrub from Minnesota. You can take those, you can coppice them. In other words, you can cut them down to the ground. And that will allow them to uh, put up new growth for next year. You want to kind of do this in the late winter, but I think you could probably still do them now, especially if they're damaged. And uh, and then uh, you can take out the largest stems. So as you as you're cutting them down, take out kind of the the biggest, gnarliest looking stems, and just take those right out too. Julie, maybe in a minute you can do this. We're just about out of time. But uh, <laughs> Texter wants to know when is the new Master Gardener Building headquarters at the Arb going to be done? Well, the building is done. It's the okay. landscape that we're doing now. And as I mentioned earlier, by mid-July, it will be planted and mulched and we'll have the signage in. Okay. And again, out. for those that, uh, oh, can I grow cucumbers in pots? Yes, you can. Yeah, make sure you have a pretty good pot and a trellis for them to grow upwards. We also have bush cucumbers, too, that are available from garden centers. And for those that uh, have never tried it, and we just were talking about it a minute or so ago, is uh, check out the university's uh, website, the Extension yes. website. Give us that again, would you, Julie? Extension.umn.edu. Go to Yard and Garden. And remember to use the Ask Extension tool if you did not get your questions answered today. And uh, one final question that we're, uh, many of us are asking, should we start watering our lawns? The last rain in my areas was just a quarter inch on May 14th. Yeah, now we're we're due for uh, some rain coming up this week, at least around this area. Yeah. So yes, if if your lawn is dry, if you can see your footprints in it as you walk through it, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and start watering. Do it, Julie. Thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Say hi to Carl. Thanks. We'll uh, talk next time you're on because we got to find out when the Abiders are playing next, and I know yeah, it's coming June, up uh, later in June. Yep, June 22nd at the Music in the Gardens at the Arboretum, and June 24th at Surfside Bar and Grill and Mound for Carl's birthday. Outstanding. Say hi to Carl. Thanks, Julie. Thanks. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Denny.
Julie Weisenhorn from the University of Minnesota. Fair skies right now in the Twin Cities. Get those home improvement questions ready for Andy Linda's next hour here on News Talk 830 WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.